Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, Lisa Wilkinson finally admits she was sacked from the project. Consumers fight back against streamers introducing ad tiers. And could we soon have a free-to-air racing channel? Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. It's true, it is. Rob McKnight here with your TV Black Box latest news. And joining me tonight is the one and only viewers advocate, Steve Mulkey Mulk. Hello, Mulkey. Hello, Rob, Robbo. Hello, everyone. I'm recording tonight on the land of the dark and young people, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past and present. Friends, what a week in television, not least of which... What a life in television, Lisa Wilkinson. That is just a huge story. We're moments away from talking about that one. David Robbo Robinson, he's made for television. And we've got a big announcement, Robbo, because next week we are going live on the interwebs with TV Black Box as a video feed. Mate, your return to television is long overdue. It really is. And I've only just discovered it, as uh, Lisa did uh, about her her legal stuff in the in the press. I've only just discovered now um, that we are going live. So I've got to get myself a ring light. I've got to invest in some makeup. Um, I'm very, very excited. So thanks for letting me know. We've yes, been so, at you to get that anyway, yeah, Robbo. Yeah, we have. True. So what is going to happen? We will put an article on TV Black Box this week. We are literally doing a test. Um, Mulk has done all the technicals with Restream. So we are essentially recording this as live. So if the fumbles, the mistakes, they're all going to be in there. Not that we ever have those. Not that we ever edit the podcast. Oh. That may take 24 hours sometimes. Yeah, nah, <laughs> not a chance here. <laughs> no way. We're so professional. But so to, tonight is a test to see the equipment working. And, and what's great, Mog does this for his um, Real Housewives podcast and he can do, he's doing a ticker at the bottom of the screen. He's doing supers. It's, it's all fabulous. So this is happening next week. And I guess, guys, it will happen 7 o'clock Sydney time, 6 o'clock Queensland time. Or should we give ourselves a little distance and make it 6.30? Well, I tell you what. We'll reveal all in the TV Black Box article this week. How Ooh. about that? Oh, yeah. Ooh, what do you reckon, Robo? Oh, I love this. And, look, I love having production meetings on air. Yeah. They're the best <laughs> kind of production meetings. Yeah. What makes television television, doesn't it? <laughs> so true. All right. Let's get into it because we finally have confirmation of what I've been saying all along. Lisa Wilkinson didn't resign from the project. She was sacked. In an explosive affidavit tendered to court today as part of her claim against Channel 10 in order to pay her legal fees in the Bruce Lerriman defamation case, Wilkinson admitted she was forced off the nightly current affairs show due 
to brand damage. Uh, boys, I've got to say I watched the uh, trial today. It was mm-hmm. very interesting. I, I watched Lisa Wilkinson uh, take to the stand. She was very emphatic. I've read her entire affidavit, as I'm sure you guys have. Um, I think she's been vindicated here. Whatever the result, Channel 10 has acknowledged that she had all the legal advice when she did her Logie speech, and she copped a lot of criticism here, there, mm. and everywhere. Um, I think she's and been 10's vind- approval, Rob. It turns out. Correct. This is my point. Whatever, mm. whatever the uh, verdict is in in regards to her getting the seven hundred thousand dollars paid in lawyer fees, one thing is very clear, and Ten have admitted this: that they signed off on her speech at all levels. So yes. Beth McGarvey, the CEO, down to legal, senior legal counsel, all that kind of stuff. She's been vindicated there. I will also come back and say. Right from the moment she suddenly resigned on air, I have always said nobody resigns effective immediately. Carrie Bickmore had a three-month bon voyage. Peter Hellyer yep. did his hip-hip hooray. And Lisa Wilkinson was like, don't let the door hit you on the way out, hit your ass on the mm-hmm. way out. So I think here, Robbo, it is interesting that we, we were vindicated in what we've been saying, but a big day for Lisa Wilkinson and... The thing I want to come to is the way she was seemingly, and this is all part of her court case, seemingly thrown under the bus by Channel 10 because they, her whole point was they never came out and entered a, uh, made a public statement about the fact she was given legal advice. It's the classic thing, though, isn't it? The the, the queen of, uh, you know, morning television, Kerry Ann Kennelly, she said that she found out that she had got sacked from midday uh, after she read the paper. It's the same thing. Nothing's changed over all these years with, with TV. Um, the other thing was, it seems a little bit like 10, doesn't it, where she got she has text messages from Bev McGarvey saying, what mm. a great speech, really supportive, mm. loved mm. what you said. I mean, that's from the CEO of the network. And then obviously someone somewhere has then come along and gone, whispers in the ear going, oh, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, I can't believe television has not moved on from this kind of thing of, can we not just go pick up the phone, have a conversation, let's talk about it. Um, But it's explosive. And Lisa Wilkinson, she is a journalist. Let's not forget that at the end of the day, she's a journal and she keeps notes and she's kept brilliant notes to to tell us (laughs) what exactly has happened over this time. Uh, And and she's kept those text messages. This is just classic TV. And, And what's going on at 10? But what's it going is. on at 10? We it, loved your speech. Oh, no, we don't love your speech. We don't love you anymore. Well, do you, well, we'll, we'll tell you in the paper. What, what well, rubbish. It, it's funny, Mark. The thing that gets me about this is that I never quite re- worked out why she was sacked from the project. I've got to be honest, it was pretty obvious 10 had signed off. Mm. She'd said this, that 10 had signed off on the, on the speech. So the fact that she was sacked because of the brand damage she was bringing to the project by saying the giving the speech that 10 approved. I mean, talk about being thrown under the bus. And if you're a Channel 10 employee, if Lisa Wilkinson can't be supported by the network, oh. one of their biggest signings, their highest profile stars, what hope does the little man have, especially when we know more redundancies yeah. are coming? That is a, a, a globe-wide uh, edict from Bob Backish, the CEO of Paramount Global, 10's parent company, 
you can't feel safe. Well, it, it also poses the the question around, you know, that they should have people questioning how safe is my job. The short answer is that you are one speech, one report away from not having the full support of the organisation. Um, even but when they even say that, that they've Mark, got your not back, not even that. Correct. The the brain drain. People, I'm about to list mm. some people, a lot of them we know were fired, some we assume, and some have got out. So the brain drain at 10, executive producer Stephen Tate, executive producer Maria Michaels, head of comedy Paul Leiden. Today we found our business affairs manager Tony Scaife has gone to ABC. Now I would imagine she jumped because of the state tens in. Or, or perhaps But we also lost Paramount's vice president. Oh, great yeah. opportunity, sure. Yeah, but... You know, she does some big deals at 10. Um, Paramount's Vice President of Operations, Frank Velosi, oh. Vice President of Streaming, Liz Baldwin, Vice President of Marketing, Gene Jenkins. Now, that is just a tip of the iceberg. Who is left in the upper echelons of 10 when it comes to experience? How is this a company that is going to move forward in troubled times? And we are in troubled times with the free-to-air network, Mulk. I'm I'm just at a loss how things can keep going on like this. Well, I mean, it, it, the 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 possible pending sale of of Paramount will give us an indication of how long things will keep going on for. Um, the, yeah, if, if the the full affidavit for for Lisa's um, case is is currently on the TV Black Box website, including and I did love this four or five redacted points. Mm, geez, I want to know what's under those black squares. Um, because <laughs> what made it in that is public is amazing. So whether they are agreed points or contested points that, you know, other reasons we can't yet see them, geez, that, that's pretty incredible. Um, and even just the tail reading through that affidavit of what that means and what that looks like. Um, look, I, without being indiscreet, Clearly, Lisa and her husband are in a pretty good position financially to be able to pay for, allegedly, the $700,000 barrister fees that they have racked up to this point. Um, over def- well, the whole point, though, is did what, 10 mm-hmm. agree? And whether they can afford it or not, $700,000 in anyone's language oh, sure. is a lot of uh, but, money. But they can afford it. They've been able to pay it or they've been able to have the, 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 the lawyers go, it's okay, we'll get it from 10, you don't have to worry about it. If it were me... I, I would freak out if I owed a lawyer $70,000, right? Like I just wouldn't be in a position to go, that, that would kill my nerve and make me walk away from it. So an, a normal human or even a lesser uh, star at 10 would find themselves in a, in a pretty horrible position if they were in a similar spot as to Lisa was, um, told they had the full support and then very clearly find out not long after it that they actually had no support. Yeah. Well, it will be one to watch. And uh, it was interesting to see uh, the legal representative for 10, Tasha Smithies, on the stand today. Uh, She copped a true grilling and we will keep across this one in the coming days. All right. As streaming services continue to bring in ad-supported tiers and make us pay more for ad-free options, it would appear consumers in the US have had enough. Amazon is facing a lawsuit accusing it of misleading Prime subscribers by charging them an additional fee to stream movies and TV shows without ads. They're calling it a breach of contract. What do you think, Malk? Is this a day of reckoning for the streamers? Uh, is this where the consumer fights back? We're angry as hell and we're not going to take it anymore? I, th- I think I'm, I'm a bit both ways 
on on this scenario. <laughs> on, um, this scenario. And the the challenge uh, is one. I acknowledge the one. I acknowledge the the, 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 the what do you call breach of contract scenario because at that point they're ostensibly saying we sign up for a service and we don't get ads and then all of a sudden you get ads. Yeah, but prices go up and all th the time. This is the flip, it's right? To, it's where hard is, to quantify how this has got to happen. Whereas every other subscribing subscription service went, here is a cheaper tier with ads and here's your tier that, by the way, we're going to put the price up on, yeah. but you never saw ads. Right. You had to opt in for the ad-supported tier. Look, the other part of me is like, just look, order some tissues from Amazon Prime. You'll get them free overnight. And oh. just dry your tears, you big uh, sucker. I do like overnight. I know we do know that. We haven't spoken about it before. No. <laughs> no. That, that's where I'm torn. I think that in part, the acknowledgement <clears throat> I signed up for a thing and then you changed the, the, the deal. You changed the contract with me. Look, and that absolutely yep. happens. That is not out of the ordinary. So that happens. Um, and, again, you might need to just harden up. People are having a cry over it. But I, I get it to that end. At the same time... <laughs> Stuff changes, like the world changes. So just pay the extra two ninety nine and get on with your life. Yes, but stuff does change. But if you sign up for a contract where it's not ad supported, it can't then change to ad supported halfway through that contract. But here's the challenge, Rob. That contract is month to month. So that that is difficult, then, isn't it? So you can you can sign up going for the month. Well, then, then okay, fine. That's your choice then. Um, I don't know if we remember the catchphrase from last year. Uh, say it with me, everyone. Amazon <laughs> can go fuck itself. Um, no, we don't. We don't need to be anti. anti I, I think. I, I think we do. I think this is greed. Should we ask that question about Channel Ten, Rob? No, I'm not anti Channel Ten. I'm anti the decisions that are being made regarding Channel Ten. Right. Big difference. Um, back to Amazon, Fine. though. I'm going to say that um, that it, it's just <laughs> greed. It's 100% greed. It's got nothing to do with giving you better content. It's got nothing to do with. Uh, you know, getting better shows. It's got nothing to do with this. It is 100% greed, and, and that's oh. the end of it. It's a terrible, no, I, terrible decision. It is. And and the stream, well, it is, it's, it's, Mob, you can argue against the great thing. Actually, no, you can't. <laughs> Actually, yes, you can, because Prime Video is the cheapest. It is the cheapest of all of the primary subscription yeah, services. It is. By it a is. long I shot. I agree. I agree with that. And they are, look, they, they don't, they put the prices in. The consumer will decide whether they Absolutely. are willing to buy that product at that price. But ultimately, the lesson here is all the streamers are realizing that what the free to wear networks have known for mm. 60 years. Indeed. Advertising Indeed. is where it's at, and that's where the money that's is. It's free money. All right. Australia could soon have a new free-to-air racing channel. Well, that's if betting giant Entertain gets its way. The AFR reports the company is trying to buy direct access to free-to-air TV audiences and has approached 7, 9 and 10 about renting an existing channel at a cost of about $8 million per year. Now, look, at this stage, no deal has been reached, but if it got up, it would provide a competitor to Sky Racing by broadcasting Greyhound, Harness and Thoroughbred Racing. Now, Mark, last year, a parliamentary inquiry recommended a total ban on internet yep. gambling. This, to me, certainly seems like a way that they're trying to get around this possible regulation. If they've got their own channel, they can essentially push to to betting all the time, I hold I a largely unpopular view on this, Rob, and that is that gambling of all forms ruins lives. 
Um, so there is no way that I think that um, sports betting companies should get anywhere near the opportunity to present themselves, particularly to our young people, ostensibly to anybody from an advertising point of view. I absolutely understand the desire from our free-to-air networks who might have a, le- a little teensy bit of free spectrum that they can sell them, as in leftover spare spectrum, that they can sell them to have a crappily, you know, resolved, um, a crappy resolution sort of broadcast of the dish lickers or the horses or the whatever, you know, broadcasting 24-7 with ostensibly rolling ads for that sports betting company on the channel as a pay, like a shopping channel, right? It's just that instead of shopping, they're selling you sports betting stuff. Um, Correct. It will be a difficult position for the free-to-air networks if they have that spectrum available and they can do it to say no because that is free money. It's a cool eight million. Right, it's free money. And for Channel 7 who just got their announced their half-year results and everything was down, everything was down, yeah. eight million bucks a year would help. Um, I just think it's a bad idea. Full stop, I think it's a bad idea, but that's my personal view over a, a broader industry view. We're eight million bucks. Yeah, Robbo, I'm gonna months. let you have your say. I've seen you I've seen you, Robbo, nodding away and wanting to get in there. I'll let you Robbo, I'm yeah, gonna get let you out speak of here. first. Um uh, I agree with Mark. Gambling is bad. I think this is um okay. No, right, you're done. I, I, <laughs> I think that there is there are back doors and front doors happening here. Um, you know, the, the gambling industry. Um, knowing what was coming with the, the with the review, then started putting up big black banner ads at the end saying, you know, gambling, get help, blah, blah, blah. That's what we're doing. Then to go around to the other side, they're, they're, you know, that we've got a front door, a back door, a side door. Um, and for the government to then let those side doors be open as well, what was the point of the review? Like, honestly, like that's the whole well, point. And also, it, you've got – and I, I adore Lisa Wilkinson. I'm going to use her as an example. Um, um, she creates great content for – a network you've then got gambling who comes in on this side who who does destroy lives they are everywhere this is just it's a um you know we're paying paul to give to peter or whatever that bloody saying is i never know what that means <laughs> robbing which peter is what it paper. is so so the gambling industry is going oh my god yeah maybe we do destroy lives okay we'll put a black you know a black banner at the end um but you know government psst, psst, um, can we play, like maybe get um, you know which was exempt to get a possible channel uh, on on a network? It's just ridiculous. So, what do we care about Why? gambling, or you do we not guys, care about gambling? No, I don't. Uh, uh, why do we have to be a nanny state? It's not a nanny state, Rob. Like, why do we? Why do we not allow yes, smoking advertising? It, it is because it kills people. Uh, because the well, you know, I have a view that. You know, maybe they should be allowed, but, you know, the government's done things to save lives and, uh, hey, fine. But how far do you take this? You know, like um, eating too much makes people fat and get they get diabetes and they lose their life. Do we regulate the food you can have? We have regulated um, food ads in kids' TV time slots, so we have done and that And regulated before. how much sugar can be in Sure, things. and yeah. I've got... I've got no problem with regulation of ads in kids' TV and all that kind of stuff. I really don't. But what I'm saying is that um, in a declining ad market where betting is a major part, you know, when they took smoking away um, in the 80s from being Mm. able to brand sports and things like that, commercial TV, free-to-air TV was still the only game in town. So it wasn't really going to lose money. These days... You are talking about an industry with declining revenues, as you just said, with Channel 7 at the moment, declining ad market, and you're taking away a major 
um, yeah. buyer of those advertising slots. And and also, at what point do you stop trying to be the nanny state to people? I like a flutter when I go to the club. I used to go to the club with my dad Aww. when he was alive. I used to love going on the paper. Can I and say something, though? You, you've, so. you've said this to me before, and you've kind of changed my mind here. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Um, now, there has to be some Correct. kind of personal responsibility in these things. Um, and also, Correct. look, I understand that not many people like the industry. Also, um, the TV industry employs a lot of people. This will keep a lot of people in jobs. Um, if Way you don't like it, don't watch it. Will, but yeah, a number yeah, of, not all but lot eight, of $8 million. And weirdly, Channel 10 was the one that was closest to signing a deal. I mean, that should tell us. Yeah, that's right. Um, so... It's just hypocrisy across the board, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, another one we will have to keep our eyes on. Coming up, we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. Plus, do Australians care about the Actor Awards? And Piers Morgan embraces YouTube. But was it a choice or did he hmm. want to do it? More of TV Black Box in just a moment. <laughs> um, Robbie won something. Occasionally you refer to yourself as Robbie. And I mm. thought, oh, Robbie's won some actors. So as soon as you said it, I was like, what? Oh, no, he means Margo. Uh, so yes, he does. I, I, I adored that. I loved that. I loved that. Um, what I, Robbie won some awards. <laughs> that's what I thought. And that's the kind of tone you would say. Um, what I loved, my, my favourite part of the whole um, the whole show was uh, Kate Blanchett coming out and saying middle-aged Barbie. I loved that in that big kind of bow. That's what she said. I, I adored nice. that. Um, it, yeah, it feels like we all watched it. Um, I'm impressed that you watched them. I, I oh, really? I, I, With that reaction, I didn't. I, I, I didn't realise you hadn't watched it. <laughs> wow. But but Robo, why don't I care? I love yeah. my logies. I've never been able to get behind the actors. Maybe yeah, and I mean. You know, they're not really tempting me. The thing was, five, well, 20 minutes from my house and I wasn't invited, but what is? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can, I, can I suggest Proximity isn't a mechanism for an invitation, Rob. I kind of liked... No, I'm Rob Bloody McKnight. Robbie deserves well, an invitation. Robbie did. She won. <laughs> um, what I'd like to say is this. Is... <laughs> oh, they sent yeah, it to the wrong yeah, Robbie. That's what yeah. happened. The invitation oh, went Margo. to the wrong Robbie. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to think of, of, of is this. I would like <laughs> the people who really get behind the actors, and that is pretty much everyone, um, really big names, international names that have gone overseas who are still Aussies, and they don't get behind the Logies. 
come on, stop taking yourself so seriously. No one cares about the actors and people still have an interest in the Logies. True. Right? So, so why don't we merge these two together and bring those stars to the Logies no. and get that star power? No, look, the actors. The Venn diagram is a big the overlap. The can do their thing. There's a lot yes. of people that go to the actors, go to the Logies. Of lots. course. Yeah, but I think there's room for two awards. They just have to do something to get me involved. Uh, not, I don't mean physically getting me to the awards. I mean that as a viewer. Sure. I mean, no, we know what nice. you mean. Though. Yeah, <laughs> we, we knew what you meant, yeah. Kelly, it would be nice. Um, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, I, think- I don't know. I, I, I want – why aren't I getting excited? And, and, and it does have to Yeah, yeah for the same reason that I don't get excited about it, Rob, it has always felt like it was a special subscription television little side thing oh. where they focus on movies as much as they do. Elite. No, no, where they focus on movies as much as they do. No, it does feel elitist. Probably elements of, but that's the nature of subscription television. If you can afford subscription television, you were an elite back in the day, right? When it was just you had to buy an IQ and get a satellite dish on your, the top of your house, cost a heck of a lot of money. So you, clearly you were elite-ish to be able to afford that. Um, now it's a little more widely spread, and they obviously acknowledge that um, the kinds of shows they honour and talent that they honour aren't just subscription television shows, though it almost used to be um, exclusively. And then it's Golden Globes-ish because they include films. Uh, and one of the things that we missed from from that intro was that the big winner at the actors was an Australian horror film that won, I think, eight actor awards by the end of the night. And well, now he's already a go up my intros, Robert. Well, oh. here you go. Um, <laughs> that's that's a horror in itself. <laughs> already, and it, it's made by well, the, the will two end young up getting killed. <laughs> the two blokes that perform as as uh, Raka Raka, they wrote directed it. Um, and they managed to, on showing it at Sundance in the US, sell their film before it hit cinemas and make a profit. It's taken nearly $100 million in cinemas worldwide so far, and they made it for $4.5 million US. Like, it's Great a phenomenal stuff. story. No, wait, wait, that's awesome. buried. Which is fantastic. Um, can I suggest, though, and Rob, you'd know more than me on this, um, that possibly the actors are like yes, possibly the actors <laughs> are a little bit like other uh, award shows across both the country and the world, where the winners, because they're big names, are told beforehand. Oh, they know. They know. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the other thing. I think yeah. the logies you don't no know. surprises. You, you might have an idea, but the logies still has an idea of well, you don't know. Well, but the actors, in the TV industry all of them turned up to go to the logies. That's the correct. Difference. But the and actors, you're like, you're yes. told that you're going to win. So the big, big names come and then the big names friends come, which makes it a better, which and kind of makes it, a, oh, yeah. who cares? If you get a presenter Guernsey, then you get to turn up and have a good old time and all of the rest. Correct. I think the other reason, just to double back quickly, Rob, the other reason why I think we don't engage as much with the actors, um, fair enough that Foxtel broadcast, in fact, they broadcast, I think, on the Sunday with what they call the director's edit, which goes for about an hour longer and includes a whole bunch of stuff they cut out. Because on the Saturday night when they aired it, it aired on Channel 10. And frankly, I mean this politely, who watches Channel 10 on Saturday night? <laughs> no one. Yeah. I didn't even know it was on 10. I'm still watching Mulray on 7. Great. <laughs> on Saturday nights. So that was a very, very obscure reference there no, no, that no one that will was, know. That was a time when Channel 7 on a Saturday night had back-to-back live shows. They had Dr. Man, Feel oh, man. Good. Man, oh, uh, but that wasn't live. Oh. Um, 
They had so they yeah. had Mulray, they had Dr. Feelgood, and there might have been something else. But, but anyway. What are they competing with? The biggest live television show in Australia. Hey, hey. Yeah, true. It's very true. So, like, that's what Channel 7 were trying to fight against. Saturday mm. night was a battleground. Still yeah, could be, anymore. but nobody's going to do the right thing. Anyway, let's move on because Michael Usher and Angela Cox will no longer be hosting Channel 7's The Latest. Production of the show is relocating from Sydney to Perth in a cost-saving measure. Channel 7 has confirmed the move is set to take place in March. A rep told TV Black Box, for viewers, the format, production, quality and integrity of the program will not change. Robbo, it's worth marking this story, but it... I've got to be honest, it just makes sense to me because uh, that's where we are in the industry at the moment. Um, you know what? I'm going to say something that's going to hurt a lot of people that listen to this. Um, oh, here we go. I'm ready. Sydney is not the centre <laughs> of the bloody universe. Yeah. I adore you wash this. your mouth out. I know, but I, I adore this, actually. I think this is fantastic. It's going yeah. to uh, another market that is massive for seven. We've got to remember that mm-hmm. Perth, Perth is seven. Like if mm. you could rearrange the letters, they put they spell C. Sorry, C. I can't even spell S E V E N. I wondered what you were going to spell then. <laughs> You're going to put that in the ticker. Rob, I can't spell seven. No, no, no. no but you know what I mean. Like it, Perth is a massive market. It, seven is Perth. Perth is seven. I mm. love this, and it gives a lot of other people in the industry a fair crack at the whip. Yeah. Sydney has been obviously and rightly so the centre of the universe for sixty years. They they they've got the resources. Well, they've got the talent over there. I know, I know, but they've got the resources, they've got the talent. I, I adore this. In saying that, though, I adore Michael Usher. I adore him. I know he was stepping back anyway. Angela Cox, I adore, and 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 she was well, rewarded still rightly Michael so. Michael Usher on Spotlight and the Weekend News with Angela mm. Cox. Love that, but rightly so. Angela Cox, what you know, did such great work in Sydney, then went to the US and then came back and got mm. the desk. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that she's not moving from there. But what a boon, what a fill-up for, for Perth. I think it's fantastic. I agree, Robbo. I think that it makes 800% sense for Seven to shift what ostensibly is a live program into a time slot that makes it heaps easier to make. You know, we yeah. live in an internet interconnected age where it could be broadcast from anywhere in the country. Right. And when you've right. got the facilities in Perth, do it at an hour that allows the people yeah. that run it to build off the news product coming out of the East Coast to make yeah. it topical and yeah. update it in time for this is the latest stuff, to have people working at their best. Um, I get that in shifting it, it means that independent of people moving out in different jobs, the people that we were used to in the slot aren't going to be there. I think it opens the door for new talent to host it. Really smart idea. And like you said, it also means that it can become a little bit of a um, like a crucible when you behind the scenes crew and production staff get a run on a show, not wholly, but get to run up a show um, that has national input, national impact uh, and be proud of the product. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Piers Morgan has confirmed. And he is departing News Corp's Talk TV in the UK. His uncensored program, which was also airing on Sky News in Australia, comes after two years of low ratings. The prominent British broadcaster says he is shifting his focus towards his YouTube channel, citing a preference for a more flexible format that, that aligns with the global audience's viewing habits. Oh, mulky, mulky, mulky. Is YouTube the future for TV stars or is this a bit of BS because it hasn't worked on the main channel? Uh, Column A, column B. Rob, I think very clearly that that Piers Morgan um, 
is exiting quietly out of the arrangement that he had with the network that he was with because he wasn't drawing the viewers. Yeah. Um, and frankly, yep. look, I'm going to talk way too much about. I mean, he was shifted after a month on Sky News. Australia. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk way too much about a guy that I never want to talk about again. Um, he's horrendous. <laughs> I think he uh, does not deserve any place on the media landscape at all. I think the move to YouTube will be an interesting one because if he doesn't deliver regular content, as in like it's a weekly show or a nightly show, wherever it's going to be, um, his audience will lose interest. That said, small production costs and you can push out a TV show on YouTube and, you know, make conceivably a pretty decent bank if you're someone like Piers Morgan that has a whole bunch of, you know, long foreheaded shallow breathers that like to watch your content. Yeah, I just wonder, all that aside, because mm. that was a lot, um, <laughs> in the nicest possible way, um, I wonder what are the production values? Will he still have his big set? Will it be more, you know, him yeah, in front of a right? wall? What, you know, like what, what, what does this show look like? And I guess, I guess we'll find out soon enough. But uh, to something far more important because the Super Bowl has broken ratings mm. in the US and done pretty well here in Australia too. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers brought in an average of 123.4 million <laughs> viewers. Now, that is the highest number of people watching the same broadcast in the history of television. Well, an NFL broadcast. That makes it the second most watched event in TV history, mm -hmm. only behind the moon landing. But look, it should be pointed out, this is the first year Nielsen has introduced out-of-home viewing right. figures. Last year, the new system was being trialled in a few states, but this year it went national. Here in Australia, the game reached uh, 200... Sorry, here in Australia, the game reached 2.55 million viewers on seven and its platforms, with an average national total TV audience of 800,000. There's the number. Robbo, do you think Tay-Tay played a part here? Oh, look, probably, but it almost felt like 1997. Why was Usher... I, I don't understand that Usher was was kind of big when I was in high school in the 90s uh, uh, mm -hmm. and when I was younger. Um, I, I couldn't even believe that. It was a weird kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of area. Uh, look, sure, Tay-Tay may have had something to do with it. I think sport brings people together, and I think that's a massive thing. I think in a, in a country as fractured as America, you can still come together behind a sports team. I don't think that you could. Except they, except except Mag Maga um, supporters think it was a conspiracy between Taylor Swift and Joe Biden. Did you say Magda Shabansky? Oh no, Magda. Almost. He um, almost said that. Yeah. Right <laughs> I, look, I, I just think it's, it's. People say that mathematics is the universal language, but I think really sports is in that way, especially in a country yeah. that look is as fractured. Get behind your team. It's true. It's true. Um, I think that's more what's got to do with it. I think. You might have a disagreement with your neighbours. Um, maybe that they, they they wear a Magda Shabansky hat. You wear a Joe Biden hat. I don't know. Sorry, Magda. <laughs> Sorry, Magda. Just making a joke. Sorry. You wear a MAGA hat. Um, I, I think that at the end oh, of the day... she listens to TV, Black Yeah, she's a long-term listener. Um, um, I, I think that's the big thing. Don't you think, though, sport can bring people together? It's sport sport in, oh, in Australia really brings people together. It, it really did. Uh, I was at seven uh, working on Spotlight and everyone had the TVs on, the broadcast, they were all up. I had all the ratings boxes running, feed. seven <laughs> plus connections. <laughs> I, had, I, I had the master control feed which showed the American ads and everything. Oh, like I, that, love, I love that, yeah. 
Yeah, we were uh, we were like though fifteen or twenty seconds behind Seven's broadcast. I don't know why, but maybe the way Master Control got the dirty feed. But people in Sunrise and in the newsroom were watching the direct feed from Seven, and so you could hear squeals and things like that. And then oh. 15 seconds later, oh, I was taking his shirt off. So, you know, like, but it was, it was, it was hilarious how people all on level five at seven, and I'm sure the other levels as well, as you say, Robbo, this is just one um, building and, and, you know, I'm I'm using this as an example, but all were there watching it. Uh, Malk, it was a great game. I even got into it. Like I was there just for Tay-Tay and the halftime. But from a production point of view, I was also having a look. But then, really, the game was really, really interesting. I didn't understand half of it, but it was interesting. Mum, did you get? To I watch did. It? I watched the entire thing, and absolutely, that huge, <laughs> that huge ratings uh, figure is is twofold. One, because of the out of home number being included for the first time, that absolutely helped. Uh, and Taylor Swift, no question. There was a whole bunch of people watching Justice League. There were, for example, three separate cameras trained on the box. That Taylor Swift was sitting in with her friends, uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife and uh, Emily, sorry, not Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt, um, and a couple of others just enjoying the game and taking shots and talking about fashion and all of the things that I don't care about necessarily, but I got them put into my face because they're a part of the Super Bowl feed. Um, It was a great game, absolutely, ran into overtime, a huge result, massive Mm. win for the Kansas City Chiefs, conveniently. Uh, the team that Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays for. Um, I just quickly want to touch on the Australian ratings for it. 800,000 for a nearly six-hour broadcast in the day. Huge figures. That's That's amazing. It it is national figures, but it is still big numbers, and it does include the BVOD figures. So that's lots of people sitting at work watching on 7 Plus. Like uh, the the BVOD figure for that was pretty huge. Um, I think that what it proved, though, um, is that reach is not a thing. Two and a half million people, no, it didn't reach two and a half million people. Two and a half million people turned over to see, can I watch Taylor Swift? Can I watch Usher? Can I see what the score is? Done. That's all that was. Um, so much so that I'm now not reporting sure. reach as a part of the TV Black Box Daily Ratings Report. You can still see it in the Boom. in the table, in the data that's there, but... But that's not your national average. Point. Absolutely, national mm-hmm. average is the thing that we need to lean into and talk about. I don't have a problem with that. And eight hundred thousand yeah, is still massive numbers. Well done, Channel Seven. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now it's time to open the TV binge box and find out what everyone's been watching. I tell you what, we have to make up a little opener for TV binge box. Don't oh, we? and an opener and a closer. Going to do this video and a video thing. opener and closer. I mean, at the moment, all I've got is oh, the music's still going. <laughs> I can do that. Jesus. That's I can do at the moment. If you're listening to this in audio, lockdown. have a look at what the nightmare next week's going to be like. No, it's we've done this before. <laughs> we can do this. Uh, no, we've got it. We've got it. We're, we're not using the fancy V-mix that we use for the Ben Robin Robber Show, but what Mog's doing for the restream is very, fantastic. Very I love it. It's it's and, and what I've been seeing tonight, mate, guys, this has all been yeah. live. We're going live next week. I've been hitting my buttons on my roadcaster. Yeah. Could I get a... Uh, a freebie or a discount or something? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, mate, That's three of them, thanks. One well, for each of us, at least, if we're going to do uh, it properly. Yeah, well, I've got the Roadcaster duo, and so I because I only need two mic inputs, and so, yeah. I'll take a Roadcaster anyway. 2 More Pro, about, thanks. 
All right, there you go. Um, just send them to TV Black Box Triple uh, Seven in your capital <laughs> capital city. Double uh, <laughs> seven, double seven. That's what it was. Post office box double seven, double seven in your capital city. Anyway, do you like an overnight delivery one. from Prime right. Video, Rob? I love an overnight delivery. I got. I, I tell you what. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, I carry my little. I carry my little um, uh, portable. Hard drive. It's a big disc, like it's a silver box oh. with uh, two big disc drives. One disc drive was failing. I ordered a ten gigabyte mm-hmm. hard drive on from Amazon Prime. A ten gigabyte on one. Sunday. Ten gigabyte. I was going to say you can get USB keys bigger than that. Yeah. No, no, ten terabyte. Yeah. Um, I had it delivered to Channel Seven on Monday yeah. morning. So and, and, yeah, I ordered it Sunday. Got to me. Can on we say Monday. a big thank you to that little Bangladeshi kitty who? Who had to work mm. overnight to get it into a post to get yes. it to you? Thank you. Because so their fingers much. are so small, Worth they can the get it in between the cogs on the machine right. without That's stopping right. the machine. All right, terrible. Let's get to the TV binge oh. box and find out what everyone's been watching. Because I have caught up on Married at First Sight. I didn't skip any episodes. I well did done. exactly what you guys suggested mm. on Channel Nine and Nine Now. Although I've got a bit of a bone to pick with Nine Now, mm. so luck. I was. What do you mean? Um, whatever bone you're what? about to pick, the same problem will be with all of the commercial free-to-air streamers. Pick your bone, mate. Okay, so I I was I was watching it. Now, look, having said that, I was flipping between my main TV in my lounge room and my computer because yes. I was really just trying to watch what sure. I did a million things. And basically I left my computer, my laptop open on the page, then went and watched it on the TV and then realised, closed the tab and everything. But it kept thinking I was on episode three. Right. And no matter when I went and then watched episode four or episode five, the continue watching kept Mm. going on episode three. And I couldn't clear it. I couldn't stop it. problematic. And so if I was watching things in bits and pieces, when I came back to it, I had to remember the time code I was at and get into the episode and fast forward to that spot. It was really, really We're only doing audio now, but you can see him now. He's on his rocking chair. He's on the front porch. (laughs) He's yelling at kids. He's got the rug over his knees. He's bloody cranky about it. (laughs) Why won't people understand? I am cranky about it. He's installed a hat on the the castle shelf of his car. (laughs) Yeah, but here is the thing, right? Here is the thing. If the... Free-to-air networks in Australia want to compete with Netflix, Disney Plus, oh, Online, yeah. and they Agreed. want me to go there for content, Agreed. you've got to offer a level of service that matches what Correct. I'm getting yep. on these other content. Mm-hmm. I go to Netflix, I never have a problem Amen, with remembering where I am, no matter what device Amen, I'm on. Amazon Prime, mm. Disney Plus. But every time I go to, like, with Married at First Sight trying to catch up, it was a pain in the yeah, ass. they're awful. Now, having said that, the content was brilliant. Married at first sight. What a sight. season, right? Caps it's amazing. The, the casting, it is just gold. And I can't wait to watch tonight's episode. Yeah, it's a cracker. You know, when, it is uh, a ripper too. You know, like uh, I, I can't wait, but you just need to fix it nine now. And it may be the same with the other catch-up services, which I'm starting mm. to use a little bit more of. But you've got to lift your game if you right. want to compete with the no streamers. No spoilers, Rob. Right. Um, tomorrow night's dinner party on Married at First Sight, the Wednesday night episode. So tasty. It is so tasty. Oh, Jesus mm. Christ. I'll keep an eye out for oh, that one. Accent. Um, what was that? All right. well, it's his accent. It's fine. Remember the yeah, SBS it, that's reader? not even close, um, but thanks. On, on Mark Danny. Mark okay. Danny. Yeah, she was, was amazing. Yeah, that was Love my her. attempt. The second oh. one, if you've got kids, Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney+. Plus. Great, great series. Um, 
I, I, I'd seen a lot for it, decided to watch it. I tried to force my two youngest kids in, my, my youngest one. Too much. My youngest one has an issue where she won't actually pay attention to anything I suggest, but if I ever force it down, she ends up yep. liking it. She's bloody headstrong. I don't know where she yeah, gets it from, but she won't listen. She'll speak to your wife about that. And she didn't watch this. But my middle child, uh, Eloise, oh. she watched it with me and right. loves it and it's the daddy-daughter well, spoilers, thing now. The whole right, book Robo. series is aimed at Eloise's age group. Yeah, well, there you go. Eloise is yep, 13. absolutely. All right. Robo. Um, look, only idiots don't watch Total Control on the ABC, so don't Amen. be an idiot. Just bloody Uh-oh. watch it. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> hey, Robo. Hang on. How many seasons uh, is it? It's, it's three seasons. We're in, uh, halfway through the third season, now the final season. No, we're not, Robo. It, the final episode is this coming Sunday night, and I've seen it already. Okay, well, like, like, let's all get our dicks out, right, and measure them so now. So tasty. Oh, for God's so sake. Good. Can I just finish my bloody intro? For God's okay. sake. So um, people should watch Total Control then. Yeah. Now, uh, guys, 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 he didn't, Mark, he didn't mean that literally. Put it away. Uh, you won't be able wow. to do that on the video cast next week. <laughs> and, and look, well, if that's I what's actually something. happening, I'm going to make the most of it. No, no, no. <laughs> um, look, it's, 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 it's absolutely brilliant. It, it's what I call a gasp series. So mm. you sit there and you're watching it and you go, <gasps> and you do it out loud. It is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. You've got to watch that. Um, and the I'm still continuing with. amazing too, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I said this last week, but young Sheldon, I, I love this Ugh. show. It is so easy to watch. I enjoy all the characters. I love the actors. I, I adore this show. I How adore you young children. How so quickly from one show to the next <laughs> in a half a breath? I'm very complex. Very complex. Wow. Uh, they're my are. two shows, but, yeah, check them out. ABC and Binge. All right. Yes. Mulky, bring us home with your top two picks and then some up oh, and downs. Oh, friends, I, I just want to echo the, the two main shows that you talked about. They're brilliant. Well done. Good, well, good choices. Well, we've done that. Um, <laughs> Australian Survivor on Channel 10 is rocking out another incredible season, an absolute blinder. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at 7.30. Now it is a distant third in the commercial TV show reality, you know, beat up. Um, but it's chomping-ish at the heels of Australian Idol, but it's absolute daylight between MAFs and Oz Idol. Like some some nights, MAFs is double Oz Idol. And I think we've already had one mm-hmm. night where if you add MAFs, uh, sorry, where you add Idol and Survivor together, you still don't get MAFs numbers. Like it's oh. that kind of crazy at the moment. Um, and I'm loving every minute of MAFs, jeepers, creepers. Um, I was... Particularly pleased to see the return of Hard Quiz and uh, The Weekly with Charlie Pickering to Wednesday nights on the ABC. They're fun shows and, and stuff that I love to watch. Um, and I finished watching last night Nemesis, uh, the excellent oh. documentary from Mark yes. chronicling the uh, in-order Abbott, Turnbull, Morrison years in government. And then a little sneaky half-hour interview, Mark Willisey with Lee Sales after Media Watch last night as just a nice little postscript talking about how they made it, some of the choices that they made, um, and we set up some cameras. the opportunity to throw in some stuff that didn't make the final edit. That was fucking great. It was so good. But, yes, Rob, they did set up some cameras, but the angles they chose to set those cameras up. <laughs> do they, no, hang on. Do they talk about why they chose that angle? Those yes, angles, they do absolutely they? do. Oh what? Oh okay. I'm no, it's it's it. for TV All nerds right. and political wonks alike. The uh, the half hour Nemesis interview between uh, Mark Willisey and Lee Sales, all on ABC iView right now. Mm. Absolutely committed yeah, to. Brilliant show. Um, I'm gonna up Mulk for this week. 
Um, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, because, again, just something that, again, absolutely <coughs> um, Total Control, you will all see the finale if you're caught up, Robbo, on Sunday night. Huge upmog for that. That is the series finale. Uh, and a huge, whopping turd of a downmog uh, on Season oh. 2 of Halo on Paramount+. Plus. Now, I have loved playing oh. Halo, the computer game, and this is the TV series based on that IP. I don't know they could have made it worse than like wow. it's just shit house. <laughs> it's really <laughs> That's bad. A damn with with I like the characters and everything that, that you love about Halo just somehow made a thousand percent worse. I'm just I'm gobsmacked. And the second wow. season is worse than the first. They just oh. are idiots. Why are you watching? Because them? now I'm hooked and I have to see how they drag this thing <laughs> into a river. <laughs> um I can't watch. I don't have Paramount Plus. Um oh. John Stewart returns on Mondays. How do we Fridays. watch Friends? Yes. Yeah, so how do we watch yeah. the Daily Show? Yeah. Is it on Paramount Plus? Not that I found. Because I would have resubscribed. Well, let's have a quick. Oh, but, while we're talking, I'll have a quick look. We'll find out. I watch. Well, we're not talking because we're doing this. Oh, look out! We're Credits. wrapping up the show because you better hurry then, Monk. That is it for TV Black Box. I tell you what, everybody, we are much better when we're recording as so much live because we are tight. And there is no editing required. So this is certainly the way of the Bad news, Rob McKnight. Up in 20 minutes. Bad news, the Daily Show is not available in Australia oh. currently. Oh, I'll have to get back on the uh, torrent side. I don't side, understand so what you like, uh, I would have thought it would anyway, be on Binge. Anyway, that's it for TV Black Box. It's not. No, well. Thank you, Mulk. Thank you, Robbo. We will see you live on the video next week. Details coming to tvblackbox.com.au. You can take part. You can comment. We might even read your comments out if I can work that part out. Um, In the meantime, you can find out at tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.